day, my party people, and welcome back to this podcast, the International Love Podcast. It's been a pretty good week in terms of myself and Louis and visas, so I'll give you a brief personal life catch-up before I get into this topic, because it sort of is pretty much the same thing. So on Friday of this week, I got an email that we were getting Louis's residency card delivered on in the mail that day so he picked it up and he is officially legal to live in the UK until 2023 so he got a five-year residency visa I guess not really a visa it's a residency card so when you move to England if you need a visa so I didn't have to do this but if if you're like from Australia or you're on a student visa you actually have to go to the post office once you arrive in the UK and you get your photo and your fingerprints taken and it's called a biometric residence card. So Louis already had one when he first got here two years ago on his youth mobility visa, but he had to redo it when we submitted the application for this visa that he's now on. So yeah, happy days. We I feel like our personal life has been all over the place because... We didn't know if we were going to be allowed to stay here. We thought we could, and then we thought we couldn't. So we were making plans to go to New Zealand to wait for the Australian visa to go through, which we still haven't even actually submitted the application for. And then now this this came up like a month ago, and we applied for it, and we've already received it. So now we're back to being able to stay in the UK. So it's, it's just been a bit of an emotional roller coaster, and people are always asking me my plans, and I honestly have no idea. So I've not been able to like really solidify my life here in any way so now I guess I can which is kind of cool so yeah I'll talk more about what the visa is first so when Louis and I got married because my citizenship I'm American obviously but I've also got Irish citizenship so I thought that because of the there's an agreement from like 1953 with the UK and Ireland where Irish citizens, even though like I'm from the Republic of Ireland and not Northern Ireland, will always be able to live and have full rights of a UK resident. So I automatically just had permanent residence in the UK. So that wasn't going to change for Brexit or anything like that. So when Louis and I got married, I thought I had to do the UK spouse sponsorship in order to get him to stay here, which costs about a thousand pounds. But that's what the one where you have to be able to prove that your income is above 18 and a half grand. And because like I work in a bar, I work hour, hourly. I'm not on a salary at all. Um, it's hard to prove. And I hadn't I didn't have enough pay slips going back far enough to prove that I made that amount of money, which I probably didn't anyway. Well, if you had in tips, I probably did. But so that was basically a write off. But we like we went through the initial phases of filling out the application and got fairly far into it before I was like, you know what, I don't think we're going to be able to get this. So we sort of wrote that off and I thought that was the only way I'd be able to sponsor him to stay in the UK. And then his visa, his two-year youth mobility visa ended on Halloween. So like the second week of October, his boss, whose sister-in-law, I think, has gone through the same thing, was like, oh, you know, he obviously didn't want Louis to leave because he's a good employee and, you know, he didn't want him to work illegally or anything he was like oh I'll have my sister-in-law come and talk to you about all the different visas and stuff and so he had a conversation with her she sort of went through like how hard it was for her to sponsor her partner because he's from Colombia to stay in the UK 
But then at the end of that conversation, she was like, oh, but so-and-so I know is French and she lives in the UK and she sponsored her partner to stay here through this. And so they sent us that information and I sort of skimmed through it. And to, to me, it was just an application for a, an EU person to reside in the UK. And I was like, well, I don't need to apply for that because I already automatically just have the right to reside in the UK. But then... I looked back into it a little bit more a few days later and I was like, wait a minute, this actually might be a, a genuine thing. So even though I didn't need to apply for it, so it's called an EEA family permit, or if you're already in the UK, it's called an EEA two, but it's basically the same thing. So I could apply for it even though there was no point in me applying for it because with my application, I can add on family members that like I'm applying for as well. So basically, I'm sort of sponsoring them to to have the right to reside. So it was £65 per person on the application. So it was £130 for both of us. And basically, I it was super easy. We filled it out in one night. And then we just had to go into the um, the registrar's office on a Wednesday and get our passports like photocopied. But I'll get that, into that in a minute. But so if you're f- like, say I lived here already and I wanted to bring like my mom or my brother or my sister or my spouse into the UK I had to s- apply online and they would get a family permit so that would grant them entry into the country but if they're already here like Louis was on his um, tier 5 visa then you apply for the EEA 2 so that's just like basically if you're already here you can stay so once you submit the application your old visa gets canceled and then you're sort of in this gray area in between visas but while you're in that gray area you are allowed to work and you're not allowed to travel which is actually (laughs) an important distinction to make because we did and I got a call from immigration when Louis was trying to get back into the country so yeah so we thought that because Louis's visa was ending we had already actually booked a trip to Amsterdam because it was cheap to fly from Liverpool to Amsterdam on Halloween and just go for like two days to come back in after like so we didn't overstay his visa accidentally but we had booked that before we knew about this visa so we applied for the visa and then we were sort of like well they didn't really say whether or not we could still leave the country and come back in so I wanted to just leave just in case we weren't supposed to like he wasn't supposed to stay in the country I didn't want to overstay like I said so we decided to just go anyway but I had to fly back a day earlier than him because I had to work on the Friday night so he flew back on the Saturday and at immigration they were sort of like what the hell's going on um and of course Louis's phone died because I'd given him like a lot of the like our paperwork so a copy of our marriage certificate and stuff like that my, copy of my passport but then his phone died and it was just a whole big mess. So they ended up calling me and being like, uh, so can you email us over your lease? Um, is he on the lease? Basically just, they didn't believe anything he had told them. So I was like, oh yeah, he's real. Um, the reason I flew back is because I had to go to work, blah, blah, blah. Send them over the paperwork and they let him in. But I guess it's like a fairly new thing that, okay, let me, let me rewind for a second. So when you apply for the EEA permit, you're supposed to mail in your passport and like your pay slips and your lease agreement and like proof of address and stuff like that. But recently they, they have a thing where you can just go in person and they'll photocopy your passport. You still have to mail in the rest of the documents, but the fo- like the passport part is 
on the same day and then you get them back. So we we did that and we got our passports back the same day. So but, so obviously if you did, if you'd mailed in your passports, you can't travel, so that's what they were used to. But now that they have the same day service, they were like really confused. They're like you're not supposed to travel. We're like, "Well, we got our passports back." So why not? And I told the guy on the phone, I was like, well, I asked the girl and she was sort of like, well, you got your passports back. So, and he, he was like, well, who told you that? I need to, I need to do some research myself. So I think it was just like, he was pretty old. That, that was the old way of doing it. So this is the new way. I don't recommend traveling if you don't have to, but we were just confused. So we just didn't want to do anything wrong accidentally. So, I mean, we ended up doing something wrong accidentally, but it all worked out in the end. So Louis was able to come back in the country, still was legal to work. And then, so we had mailed off our like marriage certificate, my pay slips, our lease agreement, proof of address, some other documents, his old biometrics card. And then we just like waited. And I was reading online that it's actually gotten faster in the recent months. Like you used to have to wait, like the waiting period is up to six months. It won't be any longer than that. But people were like, oh, it's three months. It's this and that. And we're like, oh, shit, because we've, we've got a flight booked to Morocco in January. So we're just hoping it'd be before then. But I think because of Brexit, they actually have more staff working. So it takes less time to get everything done. So, yeah, I mean, it only it took less than a month, like pretty much one day less than a month um, to get everything back. We we're still waiting to get our like all the paperwork back. But he got his biometric residence card. So that was really cool. And I thought, it, like, this was not even a visa I'd ever heard of. It wasn't something I would have thought of. Like, if uh, Louis's boss hadn't told us that, we he would just, like, we would just be fucked. So props to Connor for telling us about that. <laughs> and there's not a lot of information about it online. And I think because of Brexit, everything's just, like, confusing. So I, I want to, <laughs> to have this podcast for anyone, like, who's googling online like eea2 any fucking information here's some information super easy to apply for i highly recommend doing the passport return service if you have it available near you ours was only available on wednesdays from like 9 to 11 a.m it was like the most ridiculous window and it took like a full two hours to be there to get it done and i think it cost like 30 pound but yeah so worth it because it takes like she said it takes a month off the waiting time at least and she's like oh the fastest one I've heard of is 13 days I mean ours was really fast so I highly recommend that so yeah now Louis is allowed to stay in the, in the UK for up to five years and then at that point I think he can apply for citizenship if he wants to we still have no idea whether or not we will stay or what we want to do from here but I guess what's important is that we can do it now <laughs> so yeah that's all I have to say about the EEA two i think if you want to find me on social media um i've got two accounts one of them is my fitness business account because i'm an online fitness coach so you can find that at the balanced bartender and then my personal account is at captain kylie gives a follow gives a like i'm actually in a cocktail competition right now for few bourbon so if you go on and like my photo of my drink it's called the devil in the white city I get bonus points for social media, and the prize is a trip to Chicago, which is a bit, eh, because, you know, I've been there, and I feel like someone else might deserve it more, but I just want to win for the sake of winning, really. Get my name out there, be like, up the girls. Girls are great bartenders, too. Um, my drink's basically a pickleback. If you like pickles, you might like my drink. So yeah, give it a like. 
I'll try and record more podcasts more frequently. I've felt really uncreative. You know, I took the month of October off drinking and I thought that would really spark some creativity and I felt really good. But for some reason, I just felt really scatterbrained. I don't know if it was the alcohol or just like the whole month I've, I've been busy and going into Christmas now is like my busiest time. I've worked, I'm working basically 65 hours this week. <laughs> So I don't have a lot of free time, but I am trying to make time for it because this is important to me. So yeah, I'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.